Welcome to the Wild Goose Chase podcast. I'm John, and I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Allison. Welcome to the conversation where we talk all about the adventures of life and leadership. We don't always know what we're doing or where we're going. We're just trying to enjoy the adventure. Well, welcome everybody today. Thanks for joining us. John here, joined by Allison. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How doing are you? Great. Awesome. Well, it's March. It is so March. I don't know, depending on when people will listen to this, we're in the middle. The t- today, I think, is the day a year ago when they canceled the ACC tournament. It's either today or tomorrow. I thought you were going to say the year we closed our doors to our church, because well, yeah, it's well, the same week. We waited a little bit longer <laughs> after that, but uh, yeah, so... March Madness underway. I'm pretty excited about that. How's it going so far? I didn't watch yesterday. Uh, it's, you know, it's not exactly real basketball in my opinion. What is real basketball? Well, you know, like everybody's played a full schedule. Huh. There's uh, more maturity, especially for, you know, a team like mine who has a lot of freshmen. They don't have a lot of games under their belt. And your team is, no for fans. those that don't know you? Eh, it's Duke. I wish you, you know, guys could see his shirt he has on right now. Yeah, describe it for us. It's, uh, you know, the coach, Coach K. Coach K. <laughs> Um, opening up his shirt to reveal a Duke D underneath like Superman. Yeah. It's exceptional. Kind of looks like a like him, too. It really An is. An aging Superman. Absolutely. An aging Clark Kent. So how is your team this year? Uh, well, they're pretty much middle of the road. That's abnormal, right, though? You know, 500. When's the last like time? One, you know, they could be a top 10 team, and then they could learn turn around and lose to somebody who's, you know, got four wins. When's the last time they were a 500 team? Oh, it's probably been 95. So last time they didn't make the actual tournament, 1995. Holy cow. And all, the tournament's all in one place this year, right? I believe. It's all in Indianapolis. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, the schedule's going to be weird, but... No fans? Yes fans? Uh, Minimal fans. Minimal fans. So it's all good. Interesting. But yeah. Exciting. Well, Basketball. Good. I'm glad back. it's back for you. I know you were bummed last watch year. watch a bit. Yeah. March. Um, man, what's what's new around here? When I, I don't remember when we last... Did this? My wife, Chris, was on, and she did an awesome job talking about uh, the family, pastor's wife stuff. Secrets about uh, you. Yeah, that was my favorite part. So, since then, we hired, like, specific to those of you who are from Christ Church listening, we hired a worship pastor. Yay! Bryson Comtois moved in about Very a week fancy. ago. Yep, and he's Very fantastic. Fancy. We'll have him on. Yeah, maybe next. Maybe next. Yep. Yeah, we'll have him next. Yeah, and uh, getting ready for Easter. Getting so, ready for Easter. It's like three weeks away. Holy cow! Yep. And I think just real quickly before we introduce our guests for today, um, Easter thoughts. I mean, I think one of the things we're looking at is, okay, well, we have people coming back to church now. Uh, Every week, new people show up that haven't been for a year. So the base of people who are back to church is broadening. Right. And if they all show up at the same time on Easter, it's going to be a pretty big crowd. It'll be. Yeah, it's interesting because I do... You know, we live in a state, for those of you who are in other states, we live in Georgia who does not have a ton of COVID parameters in place. It's pretty, it's pretty wide open. Um, No mask mandates, no gathering mandates, really. So it's been an interesting stretch, but the vaccine is also readily available now. And so we're definitely seeing those who have been concerned roll back in. But, you know, I think just from a leadership standpoint, Easter is going to be an interesting benchmark of who's with us, who still attends our church, who's... Who's moving forward with us and well, even just from a from real there. from a real practical standpoint of how many chairs do we put out, you know? Yeah, how really. many services do we do? How many kids do we plan for? Exactly. And in the past, we would have doubled our entire 
volume of people in the building from Palm Sunday to Easter. So if that happens this year, we're probably not really prepared for that. But that's that's nothing you guys need to worry about, right? We'll be ready. (laughs) You'll never know that we weren't ready. Let's put it that way. You'll never know. So that's my favorite thing to tell our our team is fix your face because no one will know that this isn't exactly what we had planned. That's right. Yeah, well, a um, couple of cool things that we've done that you may not know about lately, and you mentioned, you know, vaccinations was we've opened up our building uh, for our community. Right. And uh, coming up in a couple of days, we're doing that again. Right. Yeah, we're partnering with our local health department to host a vaccine clinic. So we've done one so far for those who qualified for the that tier. And then now recently our school employees have been opened up to get the vaccine. So Saturday we're actually hosting one just for our county school employees. Yep. And I'm excited about that because I love those people. Yeah, it really fits part of our mission too, where we say that we're for Camden. So we're for our community. We're for each other. Yeah. And then that's kind of an easy segue to where we are today because we have uh, made, you know, simple things available for uh, organizations in our community. One of which is uh, Ravens of Elijah. And we're joined by Carl and Odie Holland. How are you all doing? Doing good. Good. Awesome. Glad you guys could be our guest today. So excited to have you guys just tell us a little bit about your story, how the ministry came about, what you do in the community, all that good stuff. Um, I think it'll be a pretty cool story to share with people who are listening today. And just as a reminder, we we named this podcast Wild Goose Chase <laughs> because uh, last year that's basically how you know we described what we were experiencing. You know, going through COVID, all the things that were happening in our world, and it just kind of felt like we were on this never-ending pursuit and not exactly sure where it was going to take us. And I bet that probably describes what you guys have experienced <laughs> in your life the last several years. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that would be a, a very good description. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So just tell us a little bit about who you are real quickly, and um, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, the Ravens of Elijah. No, we're uh, Ravens of Elijah Food Ministries. Uh, we uh, started back in 2009 uh, when uh, my wife and I, uh, we had a series of financial setbacks that kind of put us uh, in a bind and uh, we tried to find some assistance uh, just to get us you know, over a little hump. And uh, with my job and my income, we didn't qualify for any kind of assistance anywhere and uh, until uh, my wife did find a place in uh, Florida, a place that uh, used to operate out of Callahan called Gleaners, and she was able to go there on her lunch break when she was working at Life Care uh, Center in, in Hilliard and uh, was able to go down to Callahan on her lunch break and, and get some food to help us out. And uh, uh, from there, they uh, started giving us more food than we could use, and we started sharing with friends and neighbors. And... and uh, uh, they eventually gave us even more food. They they told us to just go ahead and share it. They were they were good with that. My wife told them uh, what what she was doing, and uh, we began giving out to a uh, uh, low income neighborhood next to the church we were attending at the time, and uh, it just kind of grew from there. We started from giving out a few boxes in our kitchen uh, to now uh, we give out well over ten thousand pounds of food over four hundred families every week. Wow! Wow! That's amazing! Yeah. So that's probably news to a lot of people who are familiar with you even. So um, go back to just that moment. I mean, I don't know how much detail you want to get into, but what kind of struggles you were facing or what what was it that actually made you take that step, which I'm sure is a very scary step to go and look for help? Um, Well, it was just uh, the the reality of, you know, well, okay, we got bills to pay. We got this much money, you know, uh, and... uh, 
um, it just kind of went from there. Well, in uh, 2009 was the year um, Carl and I got married. So we are, had already had some money tied up in that, um, you know, the plans of our wedding. And then his son moved in with us at the same time. And one of our dogs got sick. And, I mean, it's just <clears throat> a lot of money was going out. And we just needed a hump to get over. Like sure. he said, we didn't qualify. And um, because of, uh, you know, financial problems, um, I did find, like he said, I did find out about gleaners down in uh, Callahan, Florida. And, um, but when, when they were giving me more and more food and they were telling me just share it, you know, they were telling everybody going through that line. And um, one rainy day when I was coming back from Callahan, God talked to me. He says, make it a ministry. And I said, um, Lord, I don't have a ministry. He goes, well, you do now. So I came home and I told him, God wants me to make what, what, what we do out of our kitchen a ministry. And that night, Ravens of Elijah was born. And um, it, like I, like he said, it started with one person, one family, us, to 400 a week, awesome. which is to me phenomenal. It tears me up because... Um, Never thought um, it would grow um, as much as it has. And, um, you know, we were up to 100 families out of our kitchen, and we knew we had to find um, another place to, to, to do this out of. <clears throat> we were in downtown Kingsland just for a few months because we grew even larger. And then um, Southeast Community Church, um, uh, came to me and says, you know, you can have a home here. You know, so we've been at Southeast Community Church for the last eight years, but, you know, we are trying to find a new home at this point. They're growing, we're growing, and we're just running out of room. But um, you know, the Lord has opened my eyes to to a lot. You know, back then I worked. Back in 2014, he told me you no longer work for the man. You work for me. So I came home and I told Carl, I said, the Lord wants me to quit my job. And he's like, you sure that's the Lord? <laughs> I said, yes, it is. So um, 2014 on Valentine's Day was my last day um, working. And, and what did you do before? Huh? What did you do before? I was, um, did a health care Provider okay. over at um, Life Care Center of Hilliard. Okay. Worked in many departments, so <laughs> it's hard to put your hand on one of them. And um, so I, we took that leap of faith, right? You know, from being not having enough money to pay our bills, then to just have getting rid of one income. Right. It was unbelievable, but we do better now. You know, cutting back on, you know, certain things. We didn't realize we were wasting money on this or that. And we do better now than we did um, when we did have two incomes. So um, it's, I'm overwhelmed with what 
the Lord has done in, in our lives, not in a, in a bad way. It's a good way. You know, I wake up one day and he tells me, you know, you're going to Africa, you know, like, no, Lord, Camden County's my mission field. And he's like, who says that? Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But thinking back so, on when you first started, what, what was the dream then? Was it this? Did you ever picture this? We never thought it would get this big. Right. Never. What did you hope for? Uh, just uh, feed our community, just help our community out. We didn't realize the need. Sure. And our, our, my, my goal was to help the ones that are working and still having a hard time making it. You know, there's people, husband and wives, mothers, fathers, out there working very hard. And if something goes wrong, their car breaks down or, or their... Uh, AC unit goes in their house or, or something. That's a large, large chunk of money out of their income. And some of them, um, they can afford it, but then they have to struggle to see where their food food right. is coming from or their light bill or their water bill or what have you. And um, so if I can supplement that income to get them over that hump, like the Lord helped us get over that, that hurdle. Right. And then... When they get better, they can give back to their community. They can, you know, pay it forward. Because right. they asked me, what can we do for you? I said, pay it forward, give. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, that's what, you know, I feel the most is just giving. We can't take anything in this world with you. You know, just give freely. Sure. You know, of yourself. And um, yeah. Talk about our community okay. a little bit. What, you know, I was... About maybe two years ago, we did the um, where we packed the meals, yeah, and I was first too. introduced to the word word food scarcity. And I had never, you know, I never heard of this concept of the number of people who don't know where their next meal is going to come from. And we partnered with an organization and packed a ton of meals all at the same time, and um, was first brought to my attention what that looked like in our community. And it's one of those things that you don't know until you know, and then you can't not see it, you know. And so, talk talk to us a little bit just about our community. What do you what do you see? Oh, um, we do see a lot of the um, people that work that are struggling. Mm-hmm. That's why we um, we operate in the um, early evening, three to five. Um, we don't do it early in the morning because a lot of people are working, so they can um, get to us. And um, what we do see is a lot of um, um, older, right? You know, elderly or older. Folks, I don't want to insult anybody. <laughs> I'm considered a senior citizen now, so <laughs> in that group. So, and um, you know, like during the pandemic last year, we focused on the disabled and the and the elderly, and we still had 300 cars coming through. Oh wow! Yeah. So, you know, the the 400 plus that we do now is some families that are struggling for job, you know, right. because their jobs are just part-time instead of full-time. Right. Or they have to change job completely because their job just shut down. Sure. So, so walk us through a typical week. What does it look like at, at Ravens of Elijah? What is it? What do you guys do? Literally, what do you do? All right. Um, Monday morning, I pick up at all the grocery stores, which is uh, both Winn-Dixie's, Walmart, and Publix. Here locally. Here okay. locally. Okay. And then on Tuesday, we pick up at Publix. So what do you pick it up? <clears throat> Everything's uh, what's donated. 
uh, meat, breads, okay. produce, dairy. Things that they can't use kind things of stuff. That, mm-hmm. gotcha. Things they can't use. Like right now we're getting a lot of stuff that has um, <clears throat> Valentine's uh, yeah. things on them. They're, they're not necessarily expired, sure. but they can't sell them after that holiday because of might have a heart on it. <laughs> Same thing is going to happen with Easter, sure. Christmas, all, all, all those holidays. St. Patrick's Day, all so, of oh, it. Yeah, if it has a leprechaun on it, That's it's crazy, ours. Yeah. Yeah. Probably got a lot of things with Kansas City Chiefs on it. After they lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, couldn't use it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, we do get um, a lot of um, we do get a lot of meat and breads and, and produce. And so did you establish those relationships with our local grocery stores? Well, um, we did send a letter out years ago. Okay. And that door was uh, kind of shut, and they said, um, get with Second Harvest, which okay. is out of Brunswick. The food bank, yeah. Yes. And, um, and so we did get with Second Harvest, and they have that relationship with, with the local grocery stores. So instead of... Um, uh, Instead of them giving to different organizations and it keep it confused, they just do it to one. Gotcha. And then it's it's over and done with, you know, just one. It's easier. That makes sense. But um, yeah. And the, the relationship with local grocery stores is is through Second Harvest, uh, and we do have to report the poundage of the food that we get to them. Gotcha. Uh, but we did. Keeps it from being picked up and taken to Brunswick. Didn't us have to go to Brunswick, sure. pick it up, bring it back here. Right. So, uh, we pick it up directly, but we still have to report it to Second Harvest. And that keeps things simple, it sounds like, for mm-hmm. you know, for the yeah. other people that are distributing all this stuff. That- mm-hmm. And then on, but I, I pick up throughout the whole week, okay. you know, different places. We pick up our local Panera um, several days a week. Um, we pick up at Publix um, four days a week. Okay. And then, of course, Walmart and both Winn-Dixie's a few days a week. Now, when you say we, yeah, uh-huh. do you mean yeah, you two? <laughs> no. Okay, there's more people involved here? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have about um, 35 to 40 okay. um, volunteers. We oh. are volunteer-based. No okay. one gets paid. And um, those people give, give their time. They're up at 530 in the morning, just like I am, hitting our first store at 630 oh, in wow. the morning. Okay. So, and we just go around from... Um, store to store and we pick up what they're what they're donating. Usually I take um, we have a 14 foot box truck that I take and another volunteer will take our 16 foot refrigerated truck so we can pick up the meats gotcha. and um, a- anything that's refrigerated um, in that truck. So we do get quite a bit throughout the week and we do store that. Okay. We have a, um, a building that is climate controlled with uh, freezers and refrigerators, so uh, not uh, everything gets um, um, kept in a in a safe environment, gotcha. so nothing goes bad. And um, then I on Friday morning I have a twenty four foot uh, box truck. I go up to Second Harvest in Brunswick, Georgia, and um, I pick up twelve pallets oh, wow. of um, bread and pastry, and vegetables. Um, that's the one thing about my ministry, you know, with our ministry, is we focus on um, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, the breads from different areas. Sure. Um, Some nutrition. Meat, meat. You know, we don't want to reinvent the wheel of a food food bank with your right. canned goods, box good. And if people need that, I do refer them to those 
food banks that do have that. Gotcha. So um, I do try to be different. Um, so we're not having, uh, you know, multiple same thing on right. every corner. So um, we are, you know, I feel like we're unique. We, we do give um, uh, Jesus Christ at every uh, food giveaway. Um, we do have to do it differently now. Since it's drive through we have tracks we give out, and we have people walking around the parking lot asking if anybody needs prayer or they just need to talk. Some of um, our, um, call them clients, <laughs> that come okay. to us, um, sometimes uh, they have told me we, we didn't come for the food. We, we came for the fellowship because the person sitting next to them or, you know, at the tr- at Ravens, might be going through a similar sure. thing. And then they, they you meet friends and you just get to get out, you know. And after their difficult time of has ended, that they find themselves still, no, 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 I got to go Ravens on Friday because mm-hmm. I got to go see so-and-so. I got to see how they're doing. Yes. So it's a time for fellowship also and a time for make, making friends and just uh, sometimes just being there for people. That's awesome. So you so. do your food event on Friday. Yes. And so what does that look like? Well, um, <laughs> before COVID, uh, prior to COVID, we would have uh, people come in. They would sit in the sanctuary at Southeast Community Church. Uh, we'd give out tickets. as first come, first serve. Um, and then we start giving out the food at three. Well, about 15 minutes till, um, I would uh, give a little bit of a talk uh, and always present the gospel and, and, and invite people to come to Christ. And... Uh, during that time they were sitting in there is what she's talking about where people would sit in fellowship and they, they would develop these bonds with other people who are coming to the food bank with them and, and, and whatnot. Um, but since uh, COVID, we've had to change the way that we operate and uh, we had to transition to a drive-through food giveaway uh, so we can maintain the social distancing and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Southeast Community Church was uh, closed down for three months uh, we partnered with the Canton County Chamber of Commerce, and we did the uh, drive-through food giveaways there until uh, Southeast reopened, and then we moved back there and we're doing drive-through food giveaways there. Okay. And now, do you typically see the same people every week? Like, are you able to build a relationship with these people? Absolutely. Absolutely. There, yes. there, there's some people who do come regularly, and once in a while we'll see new faces, and we right. try to welcome them and you know make them feel at ease and. You know, because for some people, it's it's uh, they got to swallow a lot of pride to come to a, sure. a, you know come get some free food, and we don't want them to feel ashamed of it or anything like that. I mean, it is what it is. You're welcome here. We're still going to love on you. Right. And uh, one thing that we um, uh, have been adamant about is is that we are going to love people unconditionally. They tell us they need food. We're going to give them food. Uh, we don't care. Uh, well. I won't say we don't care. We do care that they have a relationship with Christ. Right. Um, but even if they don't, or if they're some other religion or no religion or whatever, we're still going to welcome them. We're still going to love on them no matter where they're at in, in their life, no matter what their, their status is. I think your, your question almost bordered on one I was thinking about, which is, you know, are there any kinds of, you know, not protocols, but maybe like guidelines in place on how often someone can come. Can I come every week? They they can come every week. Okay. 
And we, we Odie, we had a brief conversation about um, just kind of what your goal was, you know, maybe not to necessarily be, um, you know, the one that um, is constantly providing as much as, and I'm not saying this correctly, but to, to kind of just help them get over the hump a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just talk about that, like how you kind of view that and what the goal really is, you know, for what you're trying to do for people? You know, we, we're not trying to give them food for the whole week because, you know, we want them to, you know, go to work and, and make a living. What we're trying to do is supplement their income a little bit so they can get over that little little area in life that is giving them a hard time. You know, you know, if you did get a new job, it might take a few months for you to get used to that adjustment of income. Sure. You know, just like just like my husband and I, um, yes, when I stopped my job, we we had to, okay, this is what we spent and this is what we have now. <laughs> let's, let's get rid of some of this. So everybody has to adjust. You can't keep on. If you lose income, you can't keep the same lifestyle sometimes. Sure. And sometimes God does bring us back to that to, to show you that there is things more important in life than than um, uh, materialistic things in our in our world. So um, so my goal is if these people get back up on their feet and they see us still giving food out, us still shining His light, that they'll get that seed planted in them. You know, and when we um, give out Bibles or we give out tracts or give out, even if they uh, don't know the Lord, through us, they do see the Lord and they do say, oh, okay, they give me these papers every week, these mm-hmm. little pamphlets. What what are they giving me? Sure. So if we can plant that seed and, and help somebody come to Christ, isn't that an awesome thing? Right. That is, that's what we're here for is to just share his word, right. his gospel. And uh, that's the number one thing is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Food is secondary, really. Because if you feed them, if you just feed them without God, it's it's for nothing. It, it really, really is because you can you know, it's just... Um, Anybody can have a food bank. That's right. Yeah. Any any organization it, can host a food bank. That, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's actually, you know, one of our, um, uh, one of the roadblocks that we run into is like funding and stuff. There are grants that we could qualify for the like government grants, but they come with strings. Sure. And uh, we are adamant that we are not going to take Christ out of it just to be able to get more money because uh, then it's just any other nonprofit organization and is no longer a ministry. Mm-hmm. So food's kind of the primary thing. I mean, Jesus, then food mm-hmm. and then there are some other things you do, though, right? You're trying to provide some other services for people, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so um, just tell us about some we of those. Do, um, we do get uh, donations of household items. So if uh, somebody you know calls us and says, I heard you give furniture away if um, we're just starting over, something's going on, um, I do um, um, I partnership with other ministries. So if... I do find out someone is um, 
starting over a fire or domestic violence or something like that. And they, um, we freely give what's donated to us. We, you know, if they need to start all over and I have a household, <laughs> everything you can imagine in a house, you know, I, I, I give it to them. Yeah. Clothes, we give it whatever we can. We give, um, try to help people out of a, a bad situation and of course give them food and, uh, and if it's uh, counseling they need, we try to get them in the right area of um, that that counseling. We don't we don't personally do the counseling, but um, if they are, you know, have had a fire of something and they're just having um, um, issues with that, we try to point them, or we just try to be um, open for them to talk to us. Some, sometimes people just want to talk to people. And um, just love on them. Just try to love on people. And then there's, um, in the future, I'm hoping to um, start um, a, a center for kids for after school, for somewhere the kids can go to um, instead of being on the street. And um, I'm hoping we can have some tutoring going on for the kids that are struggling um, at school. And uh, maybe some extra counseling for the kids, you know. But of course, we need our own facility for that, you know. And um, I have contacted some people, and they were willing to help us with with um, the uh, some of the dynamics of what what it takes to do that do that as in counseling and and um, stuff. But we do need our own building, sure, you know, for that. But as well, and our our vision for the future is to be uh, more than just a a food ministry. We would really like to have uh, a place that can be a real community center, a place, like she said, where kids can come after school, uh, have a safe place to go to, um, particularly uh, Latchkey kids, you know, with, with um, so many uh, single-parent households or both parents working. There's so many kids at you know, their home alone during the day. But we'd like to have a place that they can come that's safe and get some extra, and like she said, some counseling, tutoring, and, and whatnot, and... Uh, also, uh, we'd also like to be able to open up a soup kitchen where, you know, um, homeless people or uh, whoever needs it can come in and maybe get them a hot meal. And a Meals on Wheels type of um, thing. Um, so so y'all, y'all are about to be in transition, moving out of where you've been for... Eight years. Eight years, okay. Mm-hmm. And so sometime in the next couple of months, you need to do that and relocate. So... Uh, there may be somebody listening who might want to help you do that, or they might know of something uh, that they can point you towards. So what what is it that you might be looking for in terms of a new home? Um, something with uh, parking or some land that we could create parking. <laughs> um, a building, a prox- uh, I would say uh, I'm trying to do 5,000 square feet or more because we do have trucks to unload. Um it, we could put in a roll-up door, but preferably if it already had a roll-up door. So, you know, and um, we're, we need a kitchen and um, just a, a big enough facility where we can still do what we're doing right now. We would love to, once this uh, pandemic is um, over with, we hope and pray that um, we still be able to can receive people inside the building and we can... Um, interact more with them, you know, and 
still give out food like we are, and then um, have a kitchen where we can uh, we can cook for the homeless, and we can uh, and actually deliver to the elderly that need it. So that's awesome. That sounds easy enough. A five thousand square <laughs> foot building with a roll top door, door yep. and a kitchen. So and a park lot and a parking lot. So let's say somebody want, somebody would love to learn more about the ministry. Somebody would like to volunteer. Somebody would like to make a donation. Uh, what do you recommend they do? Uh, well, uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Ravens of Elijah. And uh, there is a post that's been at the top of the page of, uh, that where somebody can make a donation, a one-time or recurring donation if they'd like, uh, security through PayPal. Uh, we also... I've uh, recently created uh, our new website. Um, I, I need to get some uh, somebody knows a little more about what they're doing to help it look a little better. Mm-hmm. But it's there. I know somebody. Okay. Yeah, uh, Ravensofelijah.org. Okay, Ravensofelijah.org. Mm-hmm. There is a donate button at the top of it, and it also uh, has information about the, how we started and uh, what we do. Um, and uh, the phone number that's out, out there is my wife's number, 912-552-0621. Anybody who wants to volunteer can contact her uh, by phone or text or um, even message us on Facebook. And you're a nonprofit, correct? Yes, so. we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, all donations to us are tax deductible. You spend a lot of time fundraising, don't you? We yes, certainly do. <laughs> what about people who are out there listening that may need help? What's their... What's their move? Somebody listening that's going, man, I could really use that help. Yeah, well, um, they can come on uh, Friday. Come at, where? Um, to Southeast Community? Yes, at okay. 790 May Creek Drive, okay. Kingsland. And um, just uh, you stay in your car, you get in line. And um, as the line goes through, we, we'll ask you where you want your box, um, in your backseat or your trunk. And we have people outside. Um to put that in your vehicle. Normally, when we did it um, before the pandemic, we let people come through the line like a grocery store, and they could pick out their oranges or apples or plums gotcha. or, or their tomatoes and cucumbers and lettuce. We let them actually choose. But since sure, you gotta, we can't gotta adjust. have that, it's, it's, it's a box of food. But you will, you'll always get fruits, vegetables, Breads, desserts, meats, whatever we get, we give it out. And no, and there's no stipulations. Anybody can come and get Anybody. that, right? Anybody come and get that. You don't even have to get out of your car. Nah. So. Wow, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so tell us one more we, time. We, we, we do encourage people to carpool. If you got a neighbor that needs some food, there you go. Uh, please carpool if you can. There you go. Yeah. Cut down the traffic. And yeah. shout out to Southeast Community. That's yeah, definitely. Eight years of a good home for a long a time. A good home. And I, yes. I grew up at that church, little known fact. Yeah. So. Lots yeah. of love for Southeast yeah, community. Yeah, we appreciate everything they have done mm-hmm. done for us. Yeah, that was my, my church when I was a teenager. And in the future, I mean, they're just, their their school, which is Southeast Academy, uh, Southeast Christian, Christian, Academy. Christian Academy, is growing. Right. So, and they're doing a wonderful thing. It's all good there. problems. Just all good. Problems they, to be managed. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. So that's every right. week, just remind us, you're feeding how many people? Um, it, thousands, because thousands, okay. because uh, if you count people, if you count every <laughs> single person in a household, four hundred families at least. What was the yes. poundage? Because that was the impressive yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. over 10,000 10, 10, pounds of food weekly. Yeah. Wow, weekly, and so we a lot. and we get rid of it. We we 
We don't keep it. We don't say, okay, this is what we're giving out. If we get 12,000, 12,000 is going out because we also partner up with um, Harriet's Bluff Baptist Church. Okay. And, um, and they, some people way down on that bluff can't get it's to all town. way out to the bluff. It's all way out <laughs> to the bluff, Harry's Bluff. Mm-hmm. So they do also give a food giveaway on Saturdays. Cool. So um, when, with our overabundance, we bless that, uh, Harry's Bluff Baptist Church, um, to give out also That's cool. um, on the, the, the Saturday and, right after us. And uh, uh, another thing that, that kind of is unique to us from uh, other food pantries, food banks, is we also have volunteers who give their time and gas and their use of their vehicle to deliver. We do have uh, elderly and disabled uh, who can't get to us. Sure. And we will go and deliver food to them. That's awesome. I think what I like most about your story, obviously that you're helping people, but it's that it, God took your darkest moment and your biggest struggle, healed you through it, and then now you are reproducing that in other people. And I think mm-hmm. that's just such a good lesson for anybody that – the darkest moment in your life, God's going to redeem that and use it in the future. And he's playing that out with you guys. And I, I just think that that's really neat. Yeah. And, and it hasn't been, always been a, a smooth ride. Sure. It's, it's it never is. Especially life. nonprofit work. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, uh, early on, um, before we really started having, uh, and good donations coming in before, you know, we really became known, we were self-funding. Sure. Uh, there, there was a time when uh, I, she, she has to go pick at the the uh, at the grocery stores not during the week because I got a full-time job on the base, and I'm a guy. I got to be at work at six thirty in the morning, so I can't go help her with that. Uh, but I was uh, there was a time when I was working my full-time job and I was part-timing at Lowe's, and uh, doing yard work on the side uh, to help uh, fund the ministry. Right. Um, but uh, there came a point when. Uh, and said that God wanted us, you know, trust Him more, you know, more than our own work. But uh, uh, we, it was a struggle for a little while to sure. to, to get it off the ground. But uh, look we, at we you trusted now. God, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and He started uh, uh, sending resources our way, and He's He's, it's you know, it's never too much, it's never not enough, <sighs> and it's never late, and it's never right. early. It's always on time. Yeah. Got to take that leap of faith. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that's one of the things I love, not just about your story, but all stories that I hear that go like this, which is uh, essentially you bargained with God and you said, you get us out of this. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And he said, "Okay, I take you up on that. I want you to do that very specific thing right there. And so, you know, it's one of the things that we challenge people here at Christ Church with all the time is you say yes to God and take the next step. And you don't know what you're stepping into, (laughs) but uh, I think it's a perfect example of what we've called the wild goose chase. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow, and I don't know where it's going. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I do believe it's the right thing to do. And here you are. You're sitting uh, in front of us sharing your story on a podcast, and I'm sure that it's going to inspire some (laughs) other people and encourage some other people. So, uh, Carl and Odie from us, thank you. For saying yes to God. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank, thank you all. Thank you for serving our thank community. Thank you what you do in our community also. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. serving uh, people in our community. And uh, hopefully this will just help bring some awareness to what's happening and uh, the needs you're meeting and the help that is available for people. And we thank you all so much for uh, uh, 
allowing us to use your facilities for our yard sales and to help with our fundraising and, and to have us on here to, to talk about our ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Final words, anyone? Allison? Final words. Let's I think go. I just always think God takes your moments and uses them, you know? So what you think is your brokenness and what you think might be a dark moment in your life, God's going to take that and use it in the lives of other people. And Absolutely. And I think I if, that. if God would have told you 12 years ago, uh, here's what you're going to be doing in 2021. You said, <laughs> no, I take it back. <laughs> but you said yes, and it developed one step at a time. And he's proved, he proved said, himself to be faithful. I have said no a few times. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Lord. That's... We have all said no yeah. a few times. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> but your that's faith, awesome. and then your faith has grown every step of the way. Yes. And so in the end, it comes back to you. you know, you're helping people, and at the same time, God's giving you what you need. And he's expanding your faith every step of the way. So thank you all, Ravens of Elijah. Go check them out and uh, help help people in our community. There you go. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you like anything you heard, um, if it was encouraging, be sure to share this with a friend and subscribe and leave a comment. And we'll see you next time. We're out.